This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Bergiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there, disaster divas. Surface Nation, we return to you. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we're back with, is this five and six of Surface? This is episodes five and six of Surface, Jordan. We're so, we're getting through this trip. We're not really, we're so close to the end. It's terrible. Yeah, we're coming to the, the stunning conclusion of Surface and... I'm feeling just as much dread as I did before that I won't get to be with these people ever again. Not I, Miles. I won't miss Miles, but I will miss Lake Bell. Yeah, I know. I'm Miles, I'm indifferent to. I'm going to miss Savannah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize Circo fully dies. I'd forgotten. I was... Wait. Wait. Well, oh, <laughs> I mean, when the biggest holy shit moment of this series so far was the physical the actual act of him being hit by a car yeah i was like that was hate like that was heinous yeah that was a that was a horror movie kill like not only he's like walking like he's he's advocating too much for lake bell to the his, like fixer guy that he works in the government the scary fixer guy and he overplays his hand and he's like listen if you do anything bad to her i'm gonna quit and when he said that even i was like they don't fucking care or need you, man. Like, yeah. they will take all of your research. These people kill people. Like, this isn't gonna work. So obviously, like, when Fixer Guy is like, oh, we got you positioned in D.C., we gotta get you to D.C., it's like, you're getting him out of the office. And then you just see Circo walking down the street. And SUV mows him down. Yeah, And it is like, it is like, you see the moment of impact, then you see his body get drug under the car, pulled up into a wheel well, cycle back down onto the road as the car finishes driving over his body. And I was like, because when it happened, I was like, he's got to be fucking dead. And was like, I can't believe how they're going to justify this guy living. But well, then he didn't. He didn't. And, you know... Uh- his first mistake was handing over classified files under a bridge to his shady government counterpart. Like, yeah, none of those were choices I would have personally made. I Circo, mean, knowing the capabilities of the people he was, the extremely shady government arms he was working with, totally fucking misassessed this situation. Even even without that, like if my government... If I am working on a top secret project, hypothetically speaking, and my government liaison counterpart is like cool your work is almost done that's awesome you know what we should do we should meet under a bridge in a darkly lit a dimly lit part of town yeah i the first thing i'm gonna do is leave leave town immediately take all my research go 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 back to the eastern block like that's it no you had a good run i am i am booking it across the country to sausalito to go find marine biologist lake bell to be like they're gonna kill me heads up yeah to live in her foreclosing home yeah because there is nothing good is going to come of this. And it, 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 but it was funny when they, 
when because the only like point of identification for another person he had on him was her business card yeah so they called her they're like can you come id this almost corpse and she gets there they're like we got to warn you there are a lot of confusions and there's this that the other and they pull back the curtain and he is barely scathed he he barely like he's in a neck brace like he clearly doesn't look good but the way they were talking about him was like she was going to find a body in pieces on the table and it was in fact it looked like he could have got up and walked out later that day you were i was expecting hamburger meat and instead he had like one i apologize kid is on it he had like one artfully placed yeah gash on his cheekbone really and then he really undersold I was, yeah, but you know, I appreciate that Circo with that glorious head of hair. Yeah. That he went out in style. He did, and I, I think a thing that, I mean, I, 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 it's, I guess killing him, killing him only makes sense if this is a one season show. But if you thought you were going to get more than one, how do you let that fucking guy go? I know, it's like, such, how it's such did, a like, loss if, of charisma on this cast. They do make up for it. Like I said, Martha Plimpton is coming. That is a great... Okay, you know what? I was hanging out with a bunch of children. Mm, sure. This last weekend. And I say that, I mean like circa 25. Yeah. And went and saw at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery the double bill of Jennifer's body and Death Becomes Her. It was amazing. They played like, you know, their sponsorship, there's promo. Freevee, I believe, is one of the sponsors. And um, there's a new show coming out on Freevee uh, that stars Garrett Dillahunt. I forget what it's called. Love that guy, though. Uh, and it's about inmates being released from prison for, like, COVID, COVID reasons. Okay. And, and they're all like, what's COVID? And so they get out and they're like, you know, they're like, Garrett Dillon's like, I'm not going back there. Like, I'm not going to commit more crimes. Then the place he ends up having to stay, he has no other choice. He's with, like, a friend and their his connections. And they're with, like, den mother Martha Plimpton. Sure. And sure, like, I'm th- I'm psyched about that. But De- Martha Plimpton comes on, and I didn't, like, I couldn't recognize whether or not it was really Martha Plimpton, despite her very distinct face, because it looks like they've aged her up 25 fucking years. Like, she she has, like, Bonnie Raitt hair, but short, so it's, like, oh. r- orange-red with, like, the white strip. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm like, is that Martha Plimpton? Like, <laughs> was there no one? Was there no lady older? You had to age her up to be, like a brassy like youngish grandma like what is how is this where martha plimpton is oh my god her hair looks like oh it you know that's not you know what that is that's um the hair from uh fuck that amy sedaris had in that it, it like it's that level of like amy sedaris hair in something where amy sedaris what is was, like a comedic send-up what was i thinking what am i thinking of the, are you the thinking of the one. show she had on yeah like, the school one yeah. that i yeah that i, I don't understand. remember the name of yeah i don't it, i don't remember the name of it but but yeah it, so that's like, exactly the hair she has in this that's everything about this is peculiar i just strangers with candy and thank you yeah she but like in that photo it's like why why are you making, why are you doing this to Martha Plimpton? Yeah. Like, can't she just be Martha Plimpton? And the only reason I bring this up and the children is because one of the children on, uh, was like, well, she is getting up there. What? Martha Plimpton is 51 fucking years old, child. Yeah. Martha Plimpton is 51 years old. This is not the 1900, like early 1900s. The life expectancy is not fucking 65. 
Like, she's 51. Do you, like... She is styled like Cloris Leachman. This is what I'm... Like, she's styled, like, like exactly. Like a role that Cloris Leachman would play when yeah. Cloris Leachman is meant to be the zany 90-year-old in the room. Huh. That is So, a, like... Yeah. But just somebody somebody being like, well, she is getting up there. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's an and insane uh, I will say, yes. uh, Gen Z, Gen Z millennial cuspers, I don't know, they're kind of washed, man. They they are all like, mm, bedtime after the first movie because <laughs> Jennifer's body didn't start till midnight. And the only people left out there were me and two other millennial women, one of whom is fucking pregnant. So kids, sleep when you're dead. Come on. This is Los Angeles. You're in your mid-20s. Step it up. Step it up. So that's all. That's how Martha Plimpton. That's my Martha Plimpton journey. That's for now. quite a journey you've taken us on. And, I, and I'm and i very excited to see her coming up in Surface. Because so she's yes, she does always good. She's, she's always great. great. This was, I think, the first time where I was like, I know who, Mar- like, this movie, or this show is what kind of got my attention on Martha Plimpton as a character actress. And I was like, oh, shit. I am now going to root for her in everything she does because yeah, always effective. Yeah, just great. I, if I remember correctly, she plays a very charming character in this, but I haven't watched it in like. And, you know, before she was old. Yeah, before right, she was of getting course. up there before before she got the menopause makeover. I think I think my favorite thing about these two episodes of Surface is how much it solidified that in no way is Lake Bell the mother of that child. No, I agree. The show once none. As soon th- I watched episode five with the idea of, OK, this is her tiny roommate. Yep. And yeah, it works so much better when he's like when they're having the conversation and she's explaining that, like, this is going to get my tenure back. This is going to get yep. everything back. And he's asking questions about it. Yep. I'm like, this could 100 percent be her roommate who just is like, man, are you finally going to pay a bill? This is great. And she and she she runs out of the house because the guy from North Carolina the mm-hmm. the North Carolina himbo he Rich, has yeah. shown up in Sausalito to they're gonna go they're gonna go hunting for the creature together because she managed to tag one in the last two episodes so they can follow it and she's like on it she's tagged oh my god it's gonna be in the Russian River they're barreling up she's gonna get in the car they're gonna barrel up the coast and go find this thing she fully gets in the car before she realizes she has left a like five year old kid in the house yeah and, and then is has to sprint back in grab him take her with them and then we do not see him again for the rest of their little journey allegedly i suppose he's in the back of the truck i and that's the thing the kid would have never he he was not there during filming i cannot be convinced of that as as has been the case every time in this show that kid is so much better served by being left alone in that house than going oh my bell and rich anywhere but Rich, Rich is Rich is driving like he wants to get arrested because he's like, how far is the Russian River? She's like about three hours, and he's like, great, make it two. So this guy's fucking, he's on a mission, and when he's like racing off the shoulder, like into the grass around the freeway, mm-hmm. when he's driving into oncoming traffic to swerve around other cars, she's like, hey man, like, hey, be careful over there. At no point does she say, my son is in this car. Yeah, you're gonna slow down right now. At no point. Does Lake Bell evoke her own child and his safety when this man is endangering their lives by driving like a fucking demon, like a drunk driving demon down a like rural coastal highway in Northern California? No, not once does she they get to their location. They're going to film him. They're going to film the monster standing off a pier. They both get out of the car, go running. 
she does not even they don't even have her fake it to look in the back and be like don't move I'll be back they just run out of the car without him and he is fucking forgotten they left him in the car with the keys on and they're like hey if you want to go to McDonald's it's down the block good luck man yeah, no, that I actually I, I was like, this you is brought this. I appreciate egregious. that you brought this up because I had forgotten that the kid was in the car by that point. Like it didn't even as you bring it up, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. He wasn't visible at all when they're no. standing on the pier and on the dock filming. Nope. nope. As soon as they got just... out of that truck and started running, I was like, they're not going to leave. They're going to leave Mm-mm. him. They're going to leave him. She's not going to. Yep. They, they've left him. They yeah. have fully left him. And I was like, wait. Did they say something about dropping him at his dad's before this? And then it, we get proven the answer to that is no, because later, yeah. like up in toward the end of episode six, she finally takes the boy to his dad and is like, it's probably better that he lives with you for a while, which is a hundred percent true. And but I was like, oh no, that definitely confirms that he was on the Russian River trip. Mm-hmm. They ju- he was just fucking mute. In the back seat. Yeah, well, that's also that's also confirmed by the fact that Lake Bell invites Rich into her ex husband's home. Yeah, because that's always a good idea when you'd have to drop your kid <laughs> off because of an emergency. It's always best to include the man who has like light flop sweat and crazy eyes. Yeah, don't your- don't tell him to just wait in the car. No, 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 bring him, him in. in. Yeah, it's good to show off the other guy who with paranoid with like paranoid frenzies. Because that will make your ex think that this is all very much like an okay situation. I love when she's like, she's, she's, she's like having a moment about like, I don't know, like it's a hard decision or something. But it's like, it's like, no, the problem isn't dropping him off. Like the problem is going to be ever seeing that kid again. Yeah. Like if those parents, if his dad and stepmom in there know what's good, they're going to they're going to get a restraining order filed against you. They're going to take they're making this a custody battle cuz they have no reason to believe this child is safe in your care. They have no reason to believe this child is being monitored in your care. Like you do not deserve to actually which is why it's not her child. It's her hypothetically dead sister's child she had to take in after that woman died Yeah, cuz he had no other family, no place to go. That's it. That's it's all he is. The only explanation, although we do see the photo of her in her wedding dress, very clearly pregnant, which explains I a saw lot that of how and I was this. Like, no, yeah, no, no. It, it explains ridiculous. a lot of how this character. She like, gave the that baby up for adoption because she knew yeah. she didn't want to be a mom. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Knew like, it. That's it, it, they she's got getting divorced. married. She's pregnant. They got divorced because she gave because, the kid up for the adoption. That's the yep, only explanation. It, the strain on the marriage yeah. of they realized he wanted to be a dad and she didn't. And didn't want to be a mom. And so kid given up for adoption. And then she ends up with this kid and they're together long enough for like her husband and that kid to form a bond. So he like is the kid's dad and he like he loves him and he will take care of him. But Blake still doesn't want to be a mother. Still doesn't want to be a mother. Yeah, I did. I I, that's the only explanation for anything that happens in the show that makes sense. Absolutely. This this show this show loves terrible parents not that like miles does suck miles does suck but like when when because like miles's parents are like if you told me that miles's parents were actually running a simulation to create like a a guy who ends up being a school shooter i'd be like yeah that's (laughs) right this is all a sociological experiment because every step of the way a product of his environment he is a product of nurture i had forgotten like i remembered miles has been being terrible that miles is a terrible human like i'm so annoyed by him i'm so annoyed by his entire so annoying 
I, I, let me rephrase that. Miles isn't a terrible human. If you genuinely believe, as his mother does, that he doesn't have, that he is keeping some sort of pet lizard in the house. Yeah. His reactions to everything that is happening should deeply concern his mother. Yes. Like, under the best circumstances, the way he's, like, laughing and lying about this girl's dog being eaten, which is objectively terrible. Terrible. Like, even if she's, even if Amber sucked, like, yeah, Amber's bad. But That's not the dog's fault. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, your son is actively laughing about the fact that he saw a dog get eaten by his weird pet lizard, like... Again, as we go back to often, this is a show where everybody misses all of the red flags of any sort of like, maybe somebody needs therapy here. Well, and it just like, there is like, because Nim's starting to cause more trouble because I get it was, oh, I get it. You love the pet. I'm, I'm like, I, a, being a pet that has pet. shown him nothing, a pet that's shown him nothing but indifference. When, this is, is not when the if, friend is like, he's a wild animal. He's like, he's not wild. It's like, yes, yes, he is not a domesticated, this like, Dogs are domesticated because over generations and like fucking millennia, yeah. we have domesticated them. If you have having a wolf in your yard with a fence around it does not make that an unwild animal. That is a wild animal. So yeah. you fucking found a wild animal and you're keeping it poorly contained. Yes, it's a wild animal. Like, fuck off, Miles. But I rule of thumb is your if your animal is wild or not, do you have to wrap it in a towel to transport it between spaces? If you do, then you probably have a wild animal (laughs) or or a cat that just needs to be subdued. Yeah. And cats are cats are not actually domesticated. They no, they are wild. They're they're wild wild animals who live in our homes. Yeah. They're wild animals who live in our homes. And as soon as like Nim's causing those trouble, they realize that something's afoot. He's keeping something that he shouldn't be. His mom's like, I would never let Miles have a pet like his mom's a bitch yeah. but then like he sneaks out of the house extremely in an extremely unbelievable fashion fully jumps past the window that they're talking next to about and he's, sending like, him to list- Outward Bound yeah they're like he's like listening to them talk about Outward Bound his mom shouts out like what about military school mom has been waiting to get Miles out of her fucking house forever as soon as they were talking about it, I was like oh yeah no the the disdain these parents have for miles they've just been waiting for an excuse it wasn't gonna be this it was gonna be something else they're just waiting for an excuse to kick that kid the fuck out because meanwhile they've got savannah who's a hottie and apparently a genius a 1450 on the sat i love that savannah has spent every minute of this show practically in a bikini and is also the smart one and we also get that's feminism baby that's feminism it also gets like like these like you like miles you've been in more trouble in the past month than savannah has been in like her whole her whole life savannah gets into trouble savannah does bad things but savannah is hot and gets her shit done yeah and is like a scholar so savannah rules that's the thing savannah like savannah would never mistake like yes she's grossed out by nim but also she would understand that if you get an egg from the middle of the ocean it's not it's not a domesticated animal. It is still no. a wild animal. And by the way, his whole, I trained him. He'll come to me. I've trained him. We have never once seen Nim no. come when called. No. And last we saw Nim, Nim had shit on his shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like, he I, actually, he pooped in his room. Yeah. I am not 
by any stretch of the imagination, um, a dog trainer. But I do know that I have trained my dog well enough to know that if he does crap in my shirt, mm-hmm. it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Because my dog has been trained. Yeah. Whereas Nim is a wild animal that Miles sometimes rings a bell when he happens to be giving him food. Yeah. And he's like, I trained him to jump out of the water. It's like, did you train him or did you hold the food out of the water? And he's yeah. jumping to get it. Buddy. And he wants food because he's food motivated because right. he's a wild animal. And, and the thing is, is like, yes, Miles is 14. However, Miles is written like he's eight. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's really, that's, that's, the, that's an issue. I think they're trying for like an Elliot sort of E.T. situation. But the yeah. problem is, is that Elliot never had any doubt that E.T. was not of this earth. Like Elliot <laughs> yeah. respected E.T. Yeah. And he didn't think that he like he he understood and respected what E.T. was. Yeah. But also Elliot was a kid and Miles is pubescent. And yeah. that is a big Miles distinction. Is like a sophomore in high school. Miles can study for the SATs. At that yeah. point, I feel like you should be able to understand the distinction and be like, well, this creature just tunneled through the root, like the floorboards of our house. Probably not a thing we should keep here anymore. Yeah, it, it's just like, like again, I, I, I'm fu- like, sure, let's keep the attachment thing. Like, I'm good with but like the amount of time he just at this point spends like gawking like a fucking moron yeah. and making the wrong choice and not actually making the best decision for his pet. Yeah. That like they were making the right choices for E.T. Yes. Miles is not making the right choices for Nim. No, Miles is making the right choices for Miles, who wants yes. to have a cool pet because Miles sucks. Yeah. Meanwhile, and, his, and his parents suck and he's unloved. Yeah. And he's searching for connection anywhere. Sure. Which, you know what? That's what Phil is for. Go join Phil and his family hilariously of Ginger. When, when the when Phil's. Yes. Family van pulls up to the house and every one of them, I a radiating red haired person, mm-hmm. child gets out with him. I was like, that's a great detail. It was just it, that was a perfect one of those great that little casting. Like that was a, ca- a fun casting moment just for them. Yeah, that was great. We didn't need to have four siblings. We didn't need to no. see that. They're just they're just needed to. They were like, no, it's still red hair. It's still red hair. That was a great decision. Perfect choice. I love that. I love that. Basically, it turns out that Phil is from like the North Carolina Weasleys. <laughs> yeah, he really he really is. Um, I I wish Savannah had the lizard instead of Miles. Like the whole yeah. like, boy filled with wonder discovers creature thing. Fuck that. Like. No, I want Savannah to have found something and, like, reluctantly felt affection toward it and be much more clever about its care and, like, her be the one that the government and whoever, like, is going after because she has uh, monster property. But, like, Miles, ugh. It could have been fixed so easily if in, like, the first or second episode he had released Nim and been like, okay, go. You can't stay here. And then Nim did the cute little animal thing of, like, following him and then a little meh. Yeah, like, and Miles like no shoo, and then like he starts walking, and then like, Meh! and then yeah. we get that adorable like the puppy won't stop following you moment, which would be endearing and lovely, and that's all. Yes. We- and then we'd be like, okay, fine. Now I see he has a connection to Nim, but in this case, no, no, I, he's just chasing around for- a thing that doesn't have any yeah. sense of like it, clearly Nim likes him, and there is affection there, yes. but it's also like 
it's also he is there because for a long time he was forced by being locked in a cooler. Yeah. Instead of it's like, well, you found the egg in the ocean. So he's probably fucking fine in the ocean, man. Yeah. It's not like, oh, where do you belong? The answer is the ocean. Which we learn very quickly once we see Nim going apeshit on a container of salt. Oh, yeah. And Miles, the genius, is like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you like salt because it's the ocean, huh? And it's like, it's yeah, also- no shit, buddy. You don't know what you're supposed to be giving your magical creature. And then he decides in the most 14-year-old boy thought process that the best way he can lure oh my god when he it was like so, this is how you're gonna this is how you're gonna keep yourself from in, in, something incriminating this yeah so nim has it's the middle of the night nim is been secreted away into miles's room and then somehow gets out of miles's room we don't know if nim knows how to work a doorknob or not it doesn't matter makes his way down to the kitchen causes chaos knocks over a container of salt and then is just Going face first into it, like yeah, just like a pile down. of cocaine, and <laughs> yeah. he's at Soho House, and so <laughs> anyway, so and then Miles grabs and he's like, okay, and then he decides to lure him back upstairs by creating a trail of salt using the container, which from the kitchen, which is downstairs, yeah. all the way to his upstairs room. Yeah, not like occasionally dropping a little salt behind him that he nope. could potentially sweep up easily. No, this is a full trail. Yeah, he's which again that container. Like it would be like if Elliot, instead of dropping a couple of Reese's pieces, just grabbed a paint roller, dipped it into <laughs> a container of peanut butter, and then just dragged it along the floor to get that, yeah, to follow that, him. That is exactly what that would be like, and yeah. it is, it is, just like. I'm so uninterested in every member of the family besides Savannah. I'm just yeah. like, I'm done with their story, man. Yes. And I mean, fortunately, as we see at the end of this episode, Miles is run away from home yeah. after being treated. I love him going. He runs away on a boat yeah. and he like stashes Nim somewhere that Nim's definitely not going to be contained in. And mm-hmm. then he's like going to go back home. He's like, I have to go to school. And then he gets so close to the dock before his parents see him and start running down with two cops and he just pulls a Yui and it's like nope and turns the boat fully around. I was like this is the this is the best thing Miles has done so far. This is very funny. Although I did love his mother yelling don't scare him like he's a wild animal and it's like what? yeah don't, it's like what are you gonna make him go invisible like there are yeah. already two police standing next to you. Don't scare him maybe he should be scared like I don't know ma'am <laughs> given all the things I don't know, ma'am. he has done I would say that scaring him would be healthy. Um, but no, instead, Miles <clears throat> flees. Um, but that's not before. But he stashed Nim in like a school bus hangout spot that Phil knows about. So then after Miles flees, I think this is after when Phil. Yeah, yeah Phil yeah. goes Phil, to the bus. Phil goes and follows him. And because Phil is also equally stupid, he doesn't notice the car from the animal control guy trailing him very closely. Yeah. Phil's on a bike. There is a full-on pickup truck trailing him. And <laughs> Phil doesn't take any evasive maneuvers. Anyway. No. So then obviously the animal services guy comes, gets to the bus. Nim, because Nim is a wild animal, electrocutes him. Yeah. And well, and also because he holds Miles, out, he holds out like a cattle prod. Yeah, he holds out and a cattle Miles, prod. And Nim is, these things are fucking made of electricity or something. Yeah. So of course when he shoves an electric device in its face to shock him, he just like absorbs all that electricity and sends it back at him and Nim is completely fine. Yeah. And like the guy's maybe alive, but he looks, he looks super He looks dead. very toasted. And yeah. more importantly though, 
Miles just lets him leaves him to die. Yeah, he like, just like just at this wanna... point it's like okay, like this guy Nim has actually like it was self defense, it was the guy's fault. Mm-hmm. But like you cannot take him with you. You if you're gonna take him with you now, mm-hmm. it has to be to release him into the ocean, which I know because you're fucking Miles, you're not gonna do. Like yeah. maybe you set him free, but like you cannot care for this anymore. No. This thing kills people on accident. It's not even meaning to. It's just fucking killing people maybe now. And also, again, you don't have to take Phil. One of you guys needs to stay there with the man who might be dead. Because yeah. he might not be dead, but you've now left a man to die. Yeah. So you can take your terrible pet <laughs> somewhere. somewhere. I, mean, I love Kit. I love my dog very, very much. But if yeah. my dog accidentally electrocuted a human, <laughs> I would probably stay with the hue and be like i am sorry dude but this is bad news for everyone but i gotta the guy you just almost i can't be party to and also like you're still alive so just take care of yourself for a minute i have to make sure this guy doesn't die yes because you have a basic moral obligation but no miles and i get like the prospect of being a terrified 14 year old but also you can say to your friend oh my god he's dead maybe he's not dead i don't know stay here call the cops nim and i have to go we have to yeah. go on the run. Like, there's no concern for this dude. It is like, and I'm sorry, but we can't. This man is an animal services guy. It's not like this <laughs> is the evil black off. Yeah. This is a dude who spends his day going out and, like, getting raccoons out of people's crawl spaces. Yeah. And then goes home <laughs> yeah. at night and, like, is ho- we're just waiting for his pension, guys. Yeah. This is not the evil black ops here. And yet, we're. it's one of the, it is... Truly the most misguided thing about this show is that they think that we have or should have any sympathy or affection for Miles whatsoever. Yeah, I want Miles to get fucking slapped. I want Miles to get eaten by something. <laughs> yeah, I would not mind that. No, I would, would not be, mind that at all. It would be satisfying. But unfortunately, I, unfortunately, that's not the case. Speaking of things getting eaten or not, I was thinking because like when we are in the Russian River sequence. Yeah. And the 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 back of the creature like reveals yeah. itself in this river alongside like a bunch of people. Why didn't it eat one of those fucking Coast Guard boats? I was like, I, really? It's just gonna stay underwater to send out like a, an electricity blast? Yeah, that doesn't hurt anybody. Like we've already seen this thing come up for underwater once and eat a whole fucking boat. We know they do that. Fucking revealed it, man. Everybody thinks they saw something. Like why aren't give me give me a creature eating a boat again? Give me a creature eating a boat again. I mean, that's that was the problem with the ambition of that moment, which was that, yes, you want to be like, oh, it's getting out there. The word is getting out there. But they still wanted to be able to have the plausible deniability within the plot of no one knows what they saw. They can blame it on a whale, the government cover up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which is kind of a bullshit neither here nor like it's having it both ways because there's no reason that sending out the electrical pulse. It doesn't it's not as if that it's not as if the, they couldn't go under the boat's without the electrical pulse yeah in fact they explicitly say so that they're they're at like a marina on the russian river the coast guards have assembled to stop it and then they announce and very loudly we are not going to hurt this animal we yes. are not we are going to i like what do they say like we are going to try and convince it to go back yes. to the ocean <laughs> try to negotiate with the monster yeah, they, they really use language like it's gonna yeah. be a conversation yeah, and they, they make it very clear to the people on the shore, which I thought was hilarious because it's like, a, I don't know that anybody on the shore was concerned about it. Like, there's a big-ass thing in the river. 
I personally wouldn't, my main concern in that moment would not be, oh gosh, I hope the Coast Guard doesn't hurt it. I would be like, (laughs) what is going on? There's a big ass thing in the river that's big enough. It warrants five Coast Guard boats. But yeah, when they then, their their tactic is to just honk at it. Just honk. Just honk at it. everybody on the shore claps. Yeah. When it seems like it goes away, everyone's like, yay. It doesn't even seem like it goes away. It just like sinks down. It sounds if we see it swim back out, it just disappears kind of right everyone's like, disappears. Wow, like, they, like oh it is gone okay yeah because people are dumb apparently and then it does the emp pulse which yeah it it didn't need to do given that all they were going to do was honk at it yeah the, it was just like when if you're gonna give me something that it does yeah. give me something fucking cooler than that because again i've already seen it consume a boat i've or we've already seen the aerial mm-hmm. shot come from below like yeah monster glory moment i i don't take me backwards from there yeah and i want to see people being fucking scared of this thing man right exactly it was it, it was one of those times which these episodes have a lot these particular episodes have a ton of of things happening because it's convenient for the plot yeah. Because what they really needed was they needed to have all the video camera footage erased. Yeah. That's all they wanted. They just want, they needed for the plot purposes to have Lake Bell back at square one. She's all amped that she's finally got footage of the sea creature. So therefore, this is going to be the definitive proof they need. And then everyone is like, nope, it erased all the footage, which technically speaking, if anybody, because it's 2000, what, five, we decided this was 2005. Somebody might have had tape. Exactly. People still had film footage. I'm sure that there are like security cameras. There there would have been film footage there. Wouldn't have all been digital, particularly back then when you don't have that much recording space. Yeah, the the news, <clears throat> any of the news trucks that made it would have been running film cameras at the time. Exactly. But for convenience purposes, they're like, because they want to be able to still keep it contained. They're like, no, 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 it's all raced. Much like how Lake Bell tells rich over the phone that she was the that she tagged the monster because the nsa doesn't know or the black ops people don't yeah. know who tagged the monster and she reveals it over the phone to rich i tagged one and i'm like don't do that how do you not think that they're not bugging your phones i also and love that like find out they that don't know when it's like who the fuck else would it be you guys right. you know exactly who did this and it's the only other person who knows what's going on? Yes, it's the only person who knows what's going on who also has access to things that are device tagging. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't have access to that. I would be a good one to rule out because I don't have a harpoon gun that has a, a GPS tracker on right. it. Right. Now, Lake Bell might be the one you go with. But the fact that I was like, oh, no, you're getting, you're definitely going to be bugged. Don't reveal this stuff over the phone. And then don't we find it. out that she was not bugged no. because it is news to all of them when they're like, who tagged it? And then they don't know. They don't know. And, and then, then they, they discover later it find, again, and then they like find it was it something worthy of research as opposed yeah. to like, you know, who's the prime and likely only suspect? This fucking bitch who we have been trying to discredit, ruin, yeah. and now probably kill. Uh, guys, maybe it's her. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of Dr. Lake Bell being sent back to square one. It's too much square wanting. Right. She is sent back to square one anew, like, every fucking episode. And she keeps saying the same thing over and over again, which is, ah, now I'll finally have proof. It's like every single time she says the same thing, like, they won't be able to deny this proof. It's I know. Like, they will deny literally anything, like, 
literally anything. Like, I, and also, like, it's very know, oh, I have this recording spy. of a sound. This recording of a sound is proof of new vertebrae. It's like, actually, is that? Because yeah. right now, it's just a sound. It is just mm-hmm. a sound. I don't think that we can say, that you probably need some, which she goes to try and get the video evidence. But it's like, I don't know when you have seen what this institution is capable of. When they could, this entire time, have been like, you clearly know a lot about this. It would be beneficial to us to bring you in because we will learn more with you here. When they have no fucking interest in that, no. Nothing will matter that you do. Nothing will make a dent. Nothing will make a difference. Like, you have got to, you got to go fully rogue. You have to stop acting like institutions are going to save you here. Like, stop having, stop banging your head against the same wall, Dr. Lake Bell. Yeah. Well, and that's, that is the, the ongoing problem with that character. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, these are, okay, as much as I love the show, these are the places where you start to, where one, this show is not designed in any way, shape or form to be binged, even with two episodes back to back. Because of the fact that you just totally keep being like, mean. you know, like, cause we are just, there's just these moments where you're like, oh, we're hitting those story beats again. Again, we're doing yeah. this. And yeah. it's just like, I mean, I I love being able to see the structure of something from like a writing standpoint, but there's also the part where you're like, dude, you guys have to switch it a little bit. And when it's week to week with a couple months off in between sometimes, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fine. That's enough space and breathing room. But this, you're just like, no, you got to stop because you start to really see that her crazy isn't that different from Rich's crazy. Yeah. It's just that she's a lot less sweaty about it. Yeah. And I, and my God, they... They hate Rich's wife. Oh my god, Rich's wife is wrong. Rich's wife gets upset about the wrong thing every time. When she, (laughs) that was the exact thing I thought because she calls him when he's driving recklessly, Mm -hmm. and she's like, "I heard you're in California," and he's like, "Baby, I'm going. I'm gonna find it. We're hunting this thing down." And then like she hears Lake like yelling directions at him because she's looking at the map, and she's like, "Is that a woman on the phone?" Mm -hmm. It's like you think your husband has fully lost his grip on sanity and is having a dissociative break and has driven across the country, has flown across the country to, or driven in his driven. truck Because I think California. it is his truck. Yeah, because he's like, that's what the truck's made for, off-road. And you, you, you at this point are certain all of these things are true. And your concern suddenly is, oh, is that a lady in the car? It's like, yeah. do you honestly think that your husband is in a place where he's carrying out an affair when you think that he has fully departed this reality mentally? Yeah. I Fucking mean, come on. You, your husband cannot do two... Th- he cannot both have no. a disassociative ep- episode in the parking lot of a grocery store No, while also competently carrying out an affair. Those yeah. two things are mutually exclusive. I'm sorry. Like, that is... There is just no world in which both of those things that... Are you suggesting somehow that all of this is secretly rooted in like, all oh, he's secret- this whole thing was an ruse. elaborate ruse that he could have an affair with a marine biologist in Sausalito? Yeah. I mean, and you, to be fair, men would risk it all to yeah. have an affair with that, with Lake Bell. Yes. yes. I, I, and that I understand, but not. And she doesn't. But not the, thing the is, way this know, guy's fallen apart. Right. And also the wife doesn't know what Lake Bell looks like. No. And no one could ever. You could not comprehend the hotness. Nope. 
of Lake Bell no. as a real person that this character could pull, that Rich could pull down no. in a believable way. <clears throat> so it, it does perfectly it like, underscore, though, how his wife has not listened to a single fucking word yeah. he said yes. this entire show. She actually doesn't care about her husband. She doesn't know anything about his life. She's not interested in what's wrong with him. Yeah. His grieving, his loss, his sadness. She's interested in none of it. And what this does manage to accomplish is reaffirm that exactly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that her husband drives across the country in 36 hours max. <laughs> yeah, that guy's on. That guy is doing so many amphetamines. Yeah. That man has taken anything a trucker has ever gotten their hands on. He is so awake. For 36 <laughs> yeah. hours to drive across country. And your primary concern is not why did you drive across country, but you think that he's having an affair with a woman. Although, to be fair, he does not say to his wife once he's no. at the dock no and they've seen it and he doesn't say it wasn't just me. I saw it with 20 other people and yeah. five Coast Guard. Go like, that's all he like, has to say. Yeah. Like, no, it's at, I'm I'm standing in a very public place yeah. where me and many strangers just watch this thing happen. He does not relay at no. all that he has just been completely affirmed. Yes. And instead, again, goes in the worst possible direction with everything, which is that then he, the obviously the government shows up and they try to get Lake Bell and then he steps up and somehow decides that he's going to solve it I, by going full January 6th. And, I love when he does that and just yeah. starts getting arrested. He gets arrested Immediately for gets arrested. her. And then Circo so shows up and he looks at Lake Bell and he's like, come with me. And mm -hmm. she just fucking walks away from him. Yeah, she, no, she does she not like even. She leaves his ass to get arrested. She doesn't even go like, hey. And also her child, Still in the car. Yeah. Just walks away. Like, yeah, I'll follow you. I'll listen mm -hmm. to you. This and is then fine. Of course, and then, of course, she has now, she, she does not at any point get on the phone with Rich's wife to be like, nope. listen, I know how this looks. Yeah. He did get arrested. I am, you know, this is what's going on. I have no interest in him because he's a goddamn, drives like a maniac. Yeah. And he's very sweaty. Like, none of that. Yeah. All you have to Just do. Just say Everything he's told you is real, actually. Yeah. Like, I don't know you. I owe you nothing. Mm -hmm. But, like, everything he has told you about this creature is real. Yeah. I am a scientist. I am currently compiling proof of its existence. I am studying it. And there are a hundred strangers standing around us right now that just watched the same exact encounter that we did. Everything he said is true. Goodbye. Good night. Like, yeah. Oh, and also I didn't wishes. invite. Also, I didn't invite him out here. Yeah, like, yeah. Just also I include, oh, and by the way, it was a surprise to me, too, that he came here. Yeah, I had no fucking idea he was coming. I've got a lot on my own plate. Wasn't really thinking about him. Yeah. So, but no, no. And that is like, and Miles, I feel like, is the worst, is the most annoying example in the show of mm -hmm. that kind of shitty communication that we're yeah. just getting loops of. Miles is just like the most annoying, like dopey-eyed version of that, which is why I can't stand him. Right, exactly. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, is that it's almost like, it's the kind of communication that happens when it feels like the characters know that the show that they're in a show with absolute truth and they don't understand why all the other characters around them don't also know the absolute truth. <laughs> and so they're like, well, why aren't you seeing my reality? And it's like, because your reality is not the reality here and you have to communicate it properly. You can't just be like, well, why aren't you seeing it my way, though? Because that none of these characters are doing it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. I will say not by contrast, to each other, people not talking to each other can't mm -hmm. be your like plot. Yeah. And, and by contrast, I will say Lake Bell's care. Dr. Laura, 
does nothing but communicate. The yeah, problem is nothing, she communicates but. too much. Like I did yeah. respect when she was in that car with Rich, she does say very clearly what her needs are of him not driving like that. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't bring up her son. No, no. But she makes she it very clear of forgotten like he's there. Yes. But she makes it very clear of like, hey, you need to not drive like this. Yeah. It is freaking me out. And she makes that very clear because Lake Bell's character, Dr. Laura, is very straightforward about these things. Unfortunately, she just also doesn't seem to understand the nuance of like, maybe you don't be this straightforward with the government. She has no, she has a surprising lack of self-preservation instinct considering like how, how driven she is in this. Like you'd think that at least for the desire to achieve her objective, she would understand that this is getting in the way of that, the way she is carrying on. Yeah. Uh, but no, she never has those moments. No, but no, Lake she Bell does not. is so charming; she can make matter. these things work. I, yeah. What? That's, I mean, what? What do they find in that storage unit? What did I miss? Okay, so this is the whole other thing that we haven't even gotten into yet. So the the government is on a very specific murder spree of killing evolutionary biologists, which I feel Why? like you should be more subtle about. Okay. Because it's making the news. Like, <laughs> Circo's hit and run makes the news. This doesn't get covered up by the government in any way, shape, or form. And then yeah. his assistant, who was the one who got initially was like horribly disfigured by the monster's yeah. goo, and then he survived. Which Sting. Seems I think to his have name like, is Sing. It seems to have like exited, like, he must have metabolized that out or something because yeah. he sustains. So he yes. like tries lab to flee the facility. There's a lab safety issue in this in this episode, which is that the pointy side of whatever laser that is, oh my is sticking God. out into just the air, and he it is like fully eight inches, himself. just up yeah. a, a prong. Like yeah. it is, it is, it is a spear. And this guy, in his attempt, like he knows Circo's gone. He's got to get out of there. He's fleeing with specimens, mm-hmm. and he just backs into this lucite spear. Yeah. And, just like, and I was like, oh, well, he's going to regenerate, though. But then he doesn't. And I was like, oh, it must have worn off. Yeah, I think it, it I think it the plot armor wore off on him. And all of this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So the original the reason all of this is happening is because Circo, with his excellent line delivery of I know when he when he like realizes that he knows where it comes from. And then he goes and tells the government. And that's when the government is on a whole thing of like, we have to kill you now. And so that's why Singh yeah. is also. Singh goes and takes all the research. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to escape. What he takes with him, in addition to the research, is he takes a full, this, what they call a sea orchid. Yes, the sea orchid. Which is like in, okay, in Futurama, the cases they carry all the heads in, it looks just like that. It's a very funny container. It is. It it's looks a like a very the Futura- funny container it's, to watch a man run around with. Yeah. It's a very, it looks like a Futurama head container. Um, but it's got like this sort of, seafloor anemone on a long stem. It looks like, if you know what a crinoid is, it looks like a crinoid. So it's some sort of a sea plant that is attracted to heat. And we learn this because Circo keeps like lifting a heat lamp and it keeps blossoming and pointing toward him. Right, So that's what he's hidden in the storage unit. So Singh, fully impaled, makes a stop at the storage unit, then drives to Dr. Laura's house, crashes into the side of her house and then dies yeah um but in his hand first before he dies he like gasps his eyes open and then slams it into her hand um some keys to the storage unit so she and rich have to go to the storage right unit. he's like circo wanted you to have this yes so they go to the storage unit and in the storage unit tucked away in a corner glowing yeah is like not subtle 
is uh, the sea orchid. Okay, that's the sea orchid. Yeah, which, so that's, so she gets her hands on that and she gets her hands on uh, the biology stuff that shows that'll give her the clue of where they came from. Yeah, which and it's like, it come, she finds some like her of it, own research, exactly. right? Exactly, some of it comes from her research. So it comes from those thermal vent systems, which again, is not a surprise given everything we know about these creatures at this point. Like <laughs> yeah. all we know about these creatures is that they're coming from thermal systems. Yeah. That they swim through magma. That <laughs> Yeah. They they seem to lounge in it. Yeah. They just hang out. Like yeah. just doing a, a simple backstroke. Again, so l- like Godzilla in his mm-hmm. fire palace beneath the ocean and Godzilla yes. King of the Monsters. I still am mad that like I love that movie. I know. I, when they bring him back, like when they resuscitate him with the nuke, Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. They just, like, totally blew up his house. I know. I know. Like, I always feel bad about you, that. You can't just make more of those. There's a yeah. whole fucking Atlantis of fire <laughs> under there. And it's like, well, I guess there was no other way. But it's like, okay, well, where does he go now? You yeah, blew up he, his fucking house. There's no, like, Airbnb for giant stone <clears throat> structures. Yeah, and I feel like he doesn't have, like, maybe there's, like, a couple of those through the, ho- you know, that he can access to the hollow earth. I would hope he has a couple others. But, like, <laughs> shit. That yeah. sucks. No, I, I, that's the thing that sucks for God. Godzilla is a tough break of things, man. Like, we don't, he he's saving the earth on our behalf and we don't even deserve it. And these creatures clearly live where he lives. Yeah, they're, we don't have proof yet that these aren't Godzilla's, like, buddies. We don't. These yeah, are kaiju. I did, yeah, they are. I, I did love that as Rich and Laura are trying to access the storage unit and he looks around casually and just, like, lots of trees, no cover, good for sniping. Yeah. That was honestly my favorite, like, yeah reveal about rich that i just what a weird choice and i i I, like when they because of course they have to like they can only it needs to be a plot device that they can only get the 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 rolling door up to the storage open storage unit open so high that lake bell has to shimmy in a wet t-shirt in in through that space and he's like i can't get through there it's like damp than those two people by the way no they are soaking wet in those scenes they're in a way that like you normally see people get like really wet in a scene and then you're like they would be wetter than that in this it's like they could not possibly be yeah it looks like they've both been fully submerged in clothes like the shirt is sticking to jay ferguson it's just yeah yeah, I mean, it's a downpour, but it, it, this is clearly like take 15 and I just want them both to be able to go home. And it and, and he's like, I can't get under there. But then like when he thinks there's a car stalking them, he's like, you got to yeah. pull me through. It's like you got through there with actually pretty little resistance. You could have crawled through this entire time, actually. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. I, I'm a girl. It's like you are not a girl. You are Dr. Lady Scientist Lake Bell. You and she just two episodes ago was I like, was gonna- I have to go down there. because Exactly. Yeah, when she's she like, got in, she got into the fucking water. Yeah, with a sea mon, looking for a sea monster. And in this one, she's like, I don't want to go in the storage unit. It's like, you know what? But what? I, you know, Jordan, I I get it though. You some fears you have, some fears you don't. And she's not <laughs> afraid of going in the ocean with a sea monster. But she's watched enough of the you know the pond stars where she's like, I don't want to see <laughs> what's inside that storage unit. I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to know what's inside a mysterious storage unit either. Like the worst. <laughs> there were if a lot of dark bad outside. Things. I wouldn't go in, but it's very bright out. It and is. So very I was bright like, out. okay, I would go in the daytime. But yeah, if it was dark outside, I'd be like, yeah. no, too scary. I, too I mean, the worst. There were a lot of bad things about dating my horrible ex-boyfriend, but maybe the worst was that we had to put his stuff into storage when he moved in with me, and we had to go to the storage unit regularly, and there was not a single visit to that public storage 
over on Santa Monica by the 405 <laughs> that I wasn't like, this is how I die. Like they're very, they're very ominous feeling places. Yeah. They're just, there's never, there's never anything about a storage unit, that, a storage unit complex. Where I'm like, this seems like a safe and happy place where good things happen. Was it one of the indoor ones or the outdoor ones? Yeah, it was an indoor one. Oh, God. Which, yeah, really, that makes it worse. I know that makes really it worse. Upsetting. Yeah, it was. Just that like infinity hallway of like identical rolling doors and mm-hmm. just nobody's there and it feels like anything could happen to you and no one there would be no record of it and there were a couple that had like multiple padlocks that were yeah. very clearly put on there in a methy way and you're just like oh god that's just drugs yeah that, like, that's just very scary yeah um and so that was anyway so the point is is i did relate to dr laura not wanting to go underneath that thing and find out what's in there but also Come on, man. We had just seen you say that you were that just because you're a girl doesn't mean you can't fix the boat propeller. Like, yeah, let's not do this. You can't use the same excuse for the opposite thing. Right. 15 minutes later. Like, and come on now. Yeah, this is one and of also, like, Rich probably doesn't know what he'd be looking for in there. You should actually go. Like, like he doesn't there isn't know. actually yeah. a point to him. He should just be here to keep watch. Yeah. You you got this key from Circo's like second in command. You guys are like super biologists rich doesn't know what the fuck's going on in there rich yeah doesn't know what the fuck's going on so no, he would find like a garfield clock and be like this is it this is what he wanted us <laughs> yeah. to find exactly exactly like that's that's the level that he's at yeah but and so I, he, yeah yeah i mean but rich with a tire iron made sense whether with the yeah. bar maze that made perfect because that what he does eventually get in there and they think that they're being stalked and it turns out it was just the security guards and that's not really important but yeah, is the yeah moment, it's, a, it's a red herring. Oh, yeah, it, it's entirely there just so that they can get the storage unit door open enough so that they can then get the specimen out. Because the other problem is that uh, they could have rolled that specimen on, like in that tank under the, that wasn't going to work out well. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, there you go. That's a good yeah. point. So that is, so Circo's dead. Yeah. Miles is on just. The, on the lamb. On the lamb, uh, Nim, maybe out in the wild, maybe a guy's dead over there. Um, Rich's wife, total bitch, uh, like every right to be mad at her husband for what's going on right now, but yeah. I don't really have any sympathy for her as she has had absolutely no sympathy for him in probably the hardest time of his entire life. And she's like you said, only sees the wrong problems. Yeah, she is wrong about everything that she's everything. Mad about. It's just like, you gotta she be mad so about the right She so easily be man. right. Yeah. And she's still wrong. Well, it's like, I, I think I mentioned this before, but it's like the opposite of the Skylar problem from Breaking Bad. Where it's like it's she exactly was what mad it is. about all of the right things and everyone was mad at her for being right, angry about the right things. And here it's like, guys, she's mad about all the wrong things. Why is no one pointing that out to her? You know what? Not that like, not that the, not that uh, this America hasn't always and, and men generally haven't always hated women. But I feel like we should have known Hillary could never have won. Yeah. As soon, like, as soon as she started running, it should have been like, no, guys, we all saw how the internet reacted to Skylar. Yeah. This is actual, like, here, this tells us exactly what this roadmap is. You you, you can't, there's no way. There's no pathway because of Skylar White. Yeah, it's it's the only explanation. Like, there's no greater explanation for just sort of the inlaid misogyny of America. Than yeah, that. I, yeah, she like tr- like she just like Skyler was the wife of a meth dealing. Was that her lying. name? I feel like I was. I feel like that was, but I don't remember truly. What's that? Was that that was her name? Right? I don't remember. Yeah, Skyler White. Yeah, oh, wait, it was. Yeah, meth dealing, 
murdering, mm-hmm. lying, conniving, scary man. And everyone was like, what a cunt. Yeah. Like, ha- <laughs> it is some of the most incredibly r- rootless misogyny against a female character I think I've ever seen. Like, yeah, and, seriously, and everybody should out- be behind her. Yeah, Everybody. and she's the one who figures out how to make the economics of it work, which is even worse. Like, she was, once she was on board, she was on board. Yeah. Yeah. She was the only thing keeping his fucking ass alive for a while. Yep. So, she was like, though, it was like not she, married to a Skylar. I feel like people didn't, people didn't do that to Carmella. Yeah. Because, like, Carmella just did kind of languish. And not, like, like that was the character. Eddie Falco was amazing. Carmella was great. But, like, Skylar was, like, almost too active in her circumstances for people to like be able to accept it. It's like, well, Carmela doesn't like Tony, but at least she is grateful for what she has and yeah. she's not going to leave. Skylar's got all these fucking expectations, like honesty and reciprocity and accountability and not putting your entire fucking family in danger not because you've become dealer, a power hunger like drug that. kingpin. What a whore. Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. No, Skylar, Skylar White is the lesson for everything forever that like, no, guys, there's no path for her. Skylar would have 100 percent gotten rich um, treatment, like proper PTSD treatment. She oh, would yeah. have just gone she to her pharmacist. She would have been so friends. right there for yeah. him. She would have been like, just tell me what's wrong and we're going to face it together. Yeah. And she, she would have cried to her sister on the phone and mm-hmm. she would have kept those things hidden from him because he's the one with cancer yeah. and she's not going to put that shit on him while he's sick. And it would have been hard and it would have been impossible. Skylar would have made it work. Yeah. But no, no. Skylar would have listened to Rich. Skylar would have at the very least been like, hey, what if we go to just one doctor? <laughs> one doctor. But like a but a thoughts doctor and not yeah. a body doctor. Yeah. Like, that's and what like, she would have done. I And if, like, he, you know, if you hear, if she hears her husband digs up somebody's backyard in a fit mm-hmm. of peak, going absolutely fucking nuts, her second question is, like, so let's talk about your losing your job. But her first yeah. question is, like, I need to know what's going on with you because this feels dangerous and, like, I'm going to lose you. Not, like, wow, so you got fired today? It's like, let's start with the why. Yeah. Let's start with the why he got fired and go first to what's going on with you and let's work through this. Uh, Yeah, I feel like Skylar would not come to the conclusion of, oh, you're having an affair with me. Oh, my God. But she would reasonably want to know, hey, who's the woman you're with? Yeah. And not be like, what? okay, I see how it is. What people are you with right now? Yeah. What are they safe? Are they supplying you with drugs? Do they have weapons? Like, are, what are they are telling you, you to encourage your delusions? Can you put me on the phone with them so yeah. I can see if maybe I can get a more cognizant accounting of what's going on right now and see if that person's losing their mind as well? Yeah, no. And then they would have gone for drinks. Oh, yeah, no. I'm like, oh, you sound great. We should hang out. Yeah, I think that by the end of it, Dr. Laura and, and <laughs> yeah. our hypothetical version of Rich's wife would yeah. have gotten along totally fine. Um, but that's not where the, that's not what the show wants for us. No, no, no. I it truly it, it it like it doesn't. I don't think the show realizes how it's made Savannah cool. And yeah. I don't think it realizes how it's made his wife horrible. Yes. 
I think that's a very fair assessment. <laughs> and yet somehow, in spite of all of this, in spite of the fact that we have spent like 40 minutes being like, none of this makes sense and everyone's making poor decisions, still best two hours of my night. Yeah, I have, I'm having a great time. I'm, oh, yeah. I, the more time I spend, the more upset that I am it's ending soon, of course. Right? Oh, we didn't even bring up, I, I realized, by the way, I've never seen, I, I, I had seen episode five, like, I think I've rewatched this once, but... I also, I, even though I own it on DVD, I haven't revisited it multiple times, partly because I'm like, I don't want to ruin the love I have of this show. Yeah. And I was so worried it wouldn't hold up. And then once I saw La Brea, I was like, no, this is going to be fine. Because yeah. I'm enjoying La Brea once this I, much oh, right real, now. Once I saw La Brea. <laughs> yeah. I knew like once I was like, if I'm enjoying La Brea this much, Surface will hold up fine. Yeah. And so I don't think I've ever seen episode five before because I had no recollection of the guy washing up on shore in the opening sequence with the, all the weird scars on his back. Yeah, that was a real like, that was yeah. a real surface moment. That was a real La Brea moment. Yes. That so was anyways, a real La Brea moment. So remember in the first episode, the USS Topeka is like found. That's right. Completely abandoned. All of the sailors are gone. Yeah. And isn't the boat like in a different part of the world or something? Yeah. It's like yeah. down in the Arctic Circle. It's somewhere where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. It's a nuclear sub that's gone off the grid. All of the guys who, the 144 sailors are gone. And then a dude washes up on the beach somewhere. I think it's like in the, I think it was in the DR, somewhere in the Caribbean. I don't yeah, remember it's, where. It's meant to be like, it's foreign. Like the yeah, way that they give us the, the tropical location and like a little boy who's not white. Yeah. So this guy, this very clearly white dude washes up on shore and all we see and he's dead and all we see is his back with these crazy scars that look like he's been cut into and then stitched up. So it doesn't look just like damage. It looks like something that's been done intentionally. And I can tell you right now. Significant scars. Yeah, it's his whole body. And I can tell you right now, I did not remember that or I've never seen it. And that does not matter. And that's why I love that. These are questions we will never, ever get answers to. So, Jordan, if you ask me, why is that man wash up on shore? What are those scars about? Couldn't tell you. Don't well, again, know. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It all just makes me so much more so much more grateful all the time that we get more La Brea. I know. Because this could easily be our lives. It could be years again of just like, wow, we really never got answers to that fucking thing, did we? We never. And there will, are so yeah. many fucking things about there, La Brea. Remember the cow? Remember there was that cow wandering around? There was the cow. What's the remember, cow? Remember when everyone was like oh no <laughs> it rained and the mushrooms got wet <laughs> all the mushrooms away. <laughs> we, right. we we have no food and these mushrooms are now sitting in a container of water so much for the mushrooms <laughs> remember when that woman took the care the stoner guy over one hill and God. revealed an entire cityscape that one had been constructed hill. one hill everything 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 is not even la close in la brea it's just close close it is so travelable which is how we know that izzy and her dad are gonna get from like seattle basically from like the puget sound to la in a half an episode it's gonna be so great oh i'm so excited yeah they're gonna they're gonna find a car <laughs> and the completely unmanicured landscape will mm-hmm. allow them to drive with no opportunities to refuel a couple thousand miles to get from one point to the other. You can do that in one trip. They're just oh, going to yeah. do, they're going to drive it like Rich took, went from uh, the Carolinas to California. Yeah. Just they're going to find 10,000 BC meth and they are going <laughs> to red eye that trip. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad we get another chance. I'm, I know. I hope this just, 
I hope this is somehow still a part of our lives when we're 45. Like, coming next on the double digits season of La Brea. Like, oh, I, I, six episodes, six seasons in a movie for sure. Six seasons like, in a movie. I feel as passionate movie, about that as community. That movie do. better be directed by Michael fucking Bay. Oh like, we go huge. If a mammoth doesn't explode while flipping through the air, I'm I want a refund. Yeah, that is like there. I want revolutionary drone photography <laughs> in a high speed 10,000 BCs animal chase where <laughs> Natalie Z is riding on the back of one of them. I'm so excited and, for the day that we get Natalie Z on astride a mammoth for you. Like, I'm I, so excited for you particularly. And she's going to be wearing that same jacket. Yeah. She's going to be wearing that same jacket. And the time will be two months after the start of the original show's timeline. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Natalie, I, Natalie Z is going to, she she's beautiful. She's not going to age a day. This can totally happen. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on all of this. Okay, I think that if we, once we start into the, the La Brea digressions, <laughs> that generally means we've wrapped up our surface talk. This seems to be the pattern here. Is either like, if, if once I we mean, head into they La are Brea sister talk, shows, they're sister shows. Truly. Surface swam so that La Brea could fucking run. Yeah, absolutely. At the fastest speed imaginable. Yeah. And again, reminder, guys, I know someone out there, knows someone who knows someone who knows one of the Pate brothers. <laughs> yeah. guys we're on episodes five and six we're drawing to a close on this because it's like what, what did we decide there were 12 episodes there, it's like it's like eight or ten isn't yeah, it it's, 10. it's very it's not few. that many we are drawing to a close on our cert time with surface so guys we need to get that show bible because i need answers <laughs> i need to end my dr laura daughtry style quest for the last 15 years for it is a dr laura daughtry style quest it truly it, is it absolutely is i have i have searched imdb pro to figure out if i can like get in touch with them somehow i couldn't figure out who their their managers were or their agents were because i was like i will reach out to their agents specifically and ask these questions i don't care i oh, have thank no God, it is it is 15 episodes at the okay. very least yeah no i knew it wasn't quite that short because it was still back in the era when that was a short order i was looking years. at the i was looking at the mid-season split i think yeah 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 i mean it's this is also like fascinating and i will say like one of the things that is so interesting about and part of why we get this sort of disjointed feeling of like why does it feel like laura's hitting all the same notes every episode why is she saying this when she said this the other week is because these are the last vestiges of truly the way that writers rooms used to operate we're like you give a script to one to you break out the beats and then you give it to somebody and they go uh -huh. off and they work on it while another script is being worked on. Uh -huh. So episode four, where Laura is saying, I'm going to go in the boat. I don't care. I've got smaller hands. I don't care that I'm a woman. Yeah, that was probably out to script while episode six was out to script was being worked on. And then episode six went out to script and episode four was back in the room. Jesus. So there is that disconnect where you're like, hmm. I do. Have, I have a question need to as far read each other's work a little more, but how how bad mm -hmm. does something have to have done? Does something have to have, to do or be done to get like like in that time? Yeah, like cut off after like five six episodes. I was trying to because like the haven't right, you yeah. written like don't you at least write your your front like your front half like your front nine your back nine like it feels like if something's cut off at like six episodes. They, like, shelved scripts you already had. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the details on that. I don't remember the details on that particularly from, like, that era. 
Um, I'm trying to remember. I only ask because I mean they would have they would have been told because the show is such a big show. They would have known fairly early. They would have known the money wasn't going to show up <laughs> by a certain point. But so, like, I, say I say you were somebody who watched the Beautiful Life colon TBL on the CW. Okay, sure. Which <laughs> aired immediately following America's Next Top Model in 2009. That show was canceled after five episodes. Five. So that they would have had extra. They That, yes, there would have That's been. That's what I'm saying. Like, are yeah. there unaired episodes? Like, maybe they're no. not edited. Maybe they didn't go through post. But did they shoot, like, six and seven or something? I'm I'm guessing that they didn't. This is probably they. This is what they aired. What they had shot through. Ah. So there might have been scripts that were in the process, but they aired everything that was shot through. And basically, the net. So they would wow. have found out. Incredible. I think like now that my brain is thinking about it, um, they probably would have found out prior, like a you know a month prior. Hey, we're <laughs> we're done. You're canceled. Wow. But we're going to complete the run of episodes we have because we've Man. invested that money in it. That is And then dark. they would run through what they had. Like, um, you've got to be, like, you've got to be shows that do in get the pulled. basement yeah. to just do five episodes. Yeah, I like, think like. seven people watched. I'm pretty sure that um, Better, like, Better Off Ted was an example, oh, right. I think, of a show that, like, Fox was really bad about this. Fox would just fully be like you're canceled and you're not seeing any more we're not showing any more episodes (laughs) like fox was notorious like fox was also brutal with their scheduling like they would air shit out of order which would make the show make no sense they did that a lot to um like a lot of shows but particularly comedies there was Uh uh um a lot of them that they did this to and so yeah they this was Not great. Stuff, this was but this, this I would Misha Barton's, had... was Misha Barton's big show after the OC. Oh, my God. And yeah, they, I would it, assume it they came had with the, like run. they aired it. And like the title card said the beautiful life colon TBL. That is the proper. Was that the title? one about models? Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, so my of course God. I was watching. Yeah, it was Misha Barton was probably 27 by that time. That's right. Maybe 25. And they, she was like the has-been washed-up model with a pill addiction. God, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, that's even further afield than La Brea. No, I'm glad. That's the important kind of thing that we bring back, though, is like making sure the deep cut of TBL is brought I, back up. And you should know, too, that if you go to the IMDb page for the show, the creators are the top two creators are listed as... Adam Giaudrone, Giaudrone, and Ashton Kutcher. God, that's right. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher was. That was his whole thing because it was like based on his experiences as a young model. That's right. Wow. God, I hate that my brain just has stuff stored in there. That is incredible. That's an incredible truth. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, Amanda, what's next episode going to be? Next for episode. Us? We got ourselves a new release, gang. Woohoo! Yes. That We're is great be news. Watching 2022's Beast with Idris Elba fight fighting a lion. Idris Elba and Charlotte Copley, that madman himself. Um, Idris Elba taking his daughters on a trip, uh, meeting up with a buddy. Seems to be Charlotte Copley. They are taking a drive into the wilds and then 
oh my god, they encounter both, it seems, a uh, a very angry lion and also yes. mercenaries. Always seems. mercenaries. I think there are mercenaries. I Again, I'm on record with this. I hope it's a rogue situation yeah. where Idris and the lion have to team up to take out the mercenaries. I hope it's not Idris has to kill the lion. I feel like we're past that. Um, but this is, of course, the movie, if you've been on Twitter lately, the movie that famously Idris Elba's daughter auditioned for and did not get a part in as his daughter. Yeah. Because they did not have sufficient chemistry. The anti-nepotism, guys. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to bat for this. Like, it, kiddo. And they didn't speak for a few weeks. And I saw somebody who was a, like, sort of beloved Twitter film, filming, film Twitter, like, in the industry figure, like, repost it and be like, he should have, like, stepped up for her on this one. Hashtag pro-nepotism. And I don't know if that's, like, a gag of his or something or if he really sincerely meant it. But then there was, like, someone responded in his replies and was, like, maybe she needs to be better at acting. And he responds, what if she is? And then the person replied again, then she would have got the fucking part. Like... Yeah, I think this I, that I, is no, a... No, I think, like, well, what if she's good? She might be, but there was someone who was better, and... Yeah, well, like, she auditioned. She, like, we we actually can have an answer to, I wonder why she didn't get the part. And maybe and it's because she wasn't good vibes. enough in auditions. Yeah, maybe, and also maybe he looked at it and he was like, you know what, I'm not going to bat for you because I don't want this to become the movie where I yeah. start with my real daughter. I want this to be about, like, I don't blame him for not wanting to make it gimmicky when it's already pretty fucking gimmicky with him fighting a lion and there were plenty there were plenty and i appreciated the plenty of people in the pri- in the replies being like nepotism probably got her that addition buddy uh i think i think he did the work of the dad connection thing he like got his fucking daughter who has absolutely no i don't think credits to her name and audition for this like theatrical release he was gonna be in so uh i say thank you idris yeah for being like we didn't have it in the room man I'm sorry, kiddo. I love you, but like, not this time. You know what? It's fine because (laughs) it's fine. She, she is fine. We know she's fine. She'll, yeah, she'll be fine. She's the daughter of Zelda. She's fine. She, she can get another job role. And as we've seen, there is an abundant world of made-for-TV disaster movies that she can star in if she wants to fight a lion. Absolutely. Don't act like you're too fucking good for those movies because those movies rock. They're so. They, Some of them. You know who's in one of those movies? Ming-Na Wen. So yeah. go fuck yourself if you think that you are above a made-for-TV disaster movie. And that's just a general statement to anybody who's listening. Yep. That's not specifically targeted to Idris Elba's daughter. No, no, um, that's to that is anybody. Just to anybody. Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not specifically, like, issuing a, a bold statement specifically no. to daughter of. Uh, but yeah. because No, that's just that's for everybody. But she should do this, though. If you want disaster movies to have a higher degree of integrity on Tubi, then you know what? Be the change you want to see in the world. Good actor. Bring Idris Elba's daughter. Bring that apparently top quality should have been cast energy to Earth Tastrophe 2. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you're like, you know what? Moonfall didn't do enough for me. Guess what? If you've got the juice, make your own Moonfall, literally. Like, I want to see it. We will cover it here. Yes. With if our, your passion. foremost podcast for all things disaster movies. Yeah. If your passion 
Renee Zellweger has always been to make an outlandish disaster movie. This is not exclusively the domain of Ian Ziering. Get out there. I just want like, I, I just want Jennifer Aniston to have fun and just decide to do, instead of like Damn morning right. show season four, be like, Jen, what if you just like pretend that you're being chased by piranhas? God, I would love to see Reese Witherspoon in a j- j- entire, completely fucking sincere disaster movie. I would love to see it. I, I want Reese Witherspoon in an animal-based disaster movie because I want her oh, with yeah. the shotgun having the final face-off and cocking the shotgun. Yeah. And Reese Witherspoon just, versus like bears would be yeah. awesome. Oh, hell yeah. I would totally take Reese Witherspoon versus bears. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. We This is a, a high- Grizzly Maze 2. <laughs> Grizzly Maze 2. You know who's in Grizzly Maze fucking 1? James Marsden. And that guy is amazing. Wasn't Billy Bob Thornton in it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Academy Award winner, Billy Bob was Thornton. It, was Piper Parabo in that? But yes, Def? Piper Parabo played deaf. Played deaf, yeah. 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 You don't need to do that if you're not. No. Like, we don't need to. Reese Witherspoon, don't be deaf. Yeah, don't, um, don't. In this movie. Nope, 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 nope. Don't, uh, don't pretend to be uh, disabled just to for a part. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not necessary. Uh, but yeah, that's our plea. Yeah, make so, disaster movies. But going back to the original thing, we're watching Beast next week. Beast, <laughs> Beast. It's so exciting when we get to talk about a new release. Yeah, so that'll be in theaters. So mask up, get yourself yep. ready, throw all your popcorn inside your mask, then just eat it slowly. Uh, yeah, like and, a pop, like you know, one of, get one of the face shields and make a popcorn funnel out of it. There you go. Honestly, that uh, I might just do that just for the sheer <laughs> You're ease like, at of home it. watching yeah. the Dodger game. Just put jelly bellies in it and just slowly let them just go into my face. <laughs> <laughs> just every once in a while, open your just like just open yeah. your mouth and they just the the pile gets a little bit smaller. Yeah, it's like using uh, one of those crank toys, like one of the crank gumball dispensers, but yeah, for, but with a mask in my face. <laughs> Well, in That's the meantime, Jordan. Beast, you guys. That's going to be up at Beast. Uh, us at Beast. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. Uh, and then hit up the Feeling Scene pod. We're doing business every week. And uh, I am about to, by the time this comes out, I believe there will be a new episode of the Ots Tyrion podcast up. Ooh. Huzzah! It's time and again. That means that you will know, I can say since it'll be up by then, that means you will have heard the Ots Tyrion podcast level up to Oscar status with guest, uh, premiere episode guest Emerald Fennell. Oh my God. <laughs> Talking to us about the crush. Jordan. Which was a incredible fucking highlight of our life. <laughs> Mazel tov? Like, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, and I am Oh, wow. I can't you. believe I didn't just shout this. No, you were really preoccupied with the fact that you got to talk to Christina Ricci, which... Well, this is, has been... I think it's probably because it's been sitting for... We we talked to her last... Like, at the end of last year. And oh, wow. So it was, like, 2021. Because um, we mentioned 2021. Uh, yeah, we, like, reference her Oscar win and everything. Wow. So, yeah. No, That's Emerald really Fennell. Cool. Because if there's one thing I can do, I can turn standing into results. This is the Jordan Cruciola promise. Yep. 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 Cur- like, symbol favor too, courtesy of us. Like, <laughs> really happened. You know, who knows if things actually get made because no, no one ever can in Hollywood. But, like, a light has been turned to green. So. The, uh, the power. The, the power. power. Jordan, if Jordan loves something enough. Jordan, whether you like it or not, is going to make it happen. <laughs> That's just Emerald. Rule. Emerald Fennell is great. And you guys Ugh. should go listen to that because she's a lot of fun. I And so I is The Crush, a this. fucking classic. 
Well, that's as somebody I did ask you earlier today on Twitter, how many podcasts do you have? And you were like, I'm four. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I actually had to count and be like, it feels like too few. I feel like she has six. Yeah, it's because the the it's it's because the anthological style of like the whole yeah. movie podcast, where like the botcast is the whole movie podcast. So it's the yeah. same as they did for Simple Favor, but it sounds like a brand new one. But I like to, yeah, I, I like it's it's become my primary way for digesting any culture, really. It's just getting an earful of Cruciola. Yeah, and Yellow Jackets will be back. I think beginning of next year. Maybe I'll finally do a full podcast for Yellow Jackets because I'm just so excited about it. And now that I've talked to Christina Ricci, I don't know I how can you do can't. anything. Yeah, I don't know how you don't. How I, I, if for no other reason than I just feel like at a certain point there is such a a mass amount of conversation you want to have that it will yes, overflow is. into podcasting yes, because there is. there is no it was sincerely difficult to not podcast through season one yeah i was like exactly. this is stupid i should be doing this right now yeah so i assume you're gonna start podcasting for that soon too. <laughs> yeah. so. but yes and where can we find you ah you can find me on the twitter i'm amanda smith says on twitter um and then of course we're disaster girls uh disaster underscore pod on twitter which is the other place you can find me because I'm just on Twitter all the time. Um, and then also we're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. If you guys haven't, please take a minute to rate and review us on yeah, all do of it. the different streaming apps. It's super helpful to us. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably have checked to make sure that you're back to auto downloading. But because our schedule has been a little do. erratic, please make sure that you are signed up to auto download. Because um, that'll make sure that every time that we have a new episode, it goes directly into your uh, podcasting programs um, and spread the good word about us. You know, Labor Day weekend's coming up, guys. Oh, my God. Instead of is. putting wow. on like a jams mix, what if you just put on like <laughs> jams mix? Four episodes of Disaster Girls. Pick your four favorites. Play them at your pool party. Yeah. It's a great way to send the summer out. It's true. Yeah. We are we are the spirit of summer, and then we will be the spirit of everything else the rest of the year. Yeah, we're disaster movies, no no season. Yes, that is absolutely true. Yeah, and uh, we'll see y'all back next week for Beast. Happy Beast prep, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.